welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. This is Doug with the Eureka graphic novel slash comic cover description. Eureka, May 2009. Eureka creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia are joined by writer Brendan Hay in bringing mayhem to everybody's favorite town of eccentric geniuses. When Global Dynamics' ultimate weapon breaks free, the entire town of Eureka comes under siege. Story by Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia. Script by Brendan Hay, artist Andrew Dalhouse and Digicore Studios. Letterer, Marshall Dillon. Cover art, J.K. Woodward. Editor, Matt Gagnon. And published by Boom Studios, May 2009. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Kim. Hi, everybody. And we're here to do the first Eureka comic book named Eureka. But first, as much as we try to keep this episode as spoiler-free as possible, it is impossible to talk about this book without giving away some spoilers. If you have not read this comic and are planning to, you may want to skip this episode of the podcast until you do. We have provided a few links for purchasing the comic on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. Okay, once again, spoilers. So if you haven't read it, you might want to skip this. I'm going to read a quick synopsis of the comic, and then Kim and I will talk about it. Fugu sashi, one cheeseburger, and a side order of salt-crusted yams and shaved white truffles to go. We open in Cafe Diem, where Carter notices Vincent writing down everything everybody says. We discover there is a fantasy league going on, and being Eureka, this league has nothing at all to do with sports. Points are given to each team for their accomplishments to gauge which team has had the best week. Carter is surprised to learn that he is a player on Fargo's team. Before he can get too much more information about the Fantasy League, Carter gets a call about a hostage situation at Tesla involving Zoe. The culprit is a patient from Global. Carter is forced to shoot when Joe fails to take the shot. When the patient gets up and runs, Carter begins to think that there is more going on here. We learn that Joe and Eric served together in Afghanistan and both were injured. Eric was exposed to some kind of bioweapon. Carter, trying to get more information out of Stark, blackmails him with information he's been holding on to for a while. Allison decides, and Stark begrudgingly agrees, to call in a mysterious expert from Alaska to help with the situation. Carter soon realizes that Eric's attacks on Zoe and Joe were not random. He is looking for information about Stark. The situation becomes dire when Allison is believed to be taken by Eric. Carter and Stark are told by the consultant that the bioweapon was created by Global to reanimate dead tissue. The problem in this case was that Eric was not dead. They could not cure him, so they decided to use him as a test subject to create a soldier who would do nothing but follow orders. But they soon discover that Eric has evolved and is now making his own orders. The current order being to destroy Global Dynamics. After Joe captures and then kisses Eric, who later gets away, she confesses that Eric is an ex-boyfriend and he really just wants to be able to die. For some reason, Eric, or the zombie weapon as Carter has now named him, wants access to Global's new project and Allison can get him there. First, not being a comic book reader, I did kind of like this. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh-oh. Because growing up reading comics and going to my son last night what I was doing, and I said, I'm reading this comic book, but it's not a comic book. You know, oh, my. It's a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, really, Desmond? <laughs> I said, it's like a book. 
graphic novel. And I said, okay, <laughs> school your mom. But anyway, because it's not something that I'm used to. Also, there's more pictures than anything else. Illustrations. Yeah. I don't know. And part of me's not really happy with the illustrations either. Because even Joe doesn't look like Joe. If you look at the illustrations at the beginning of each chapter. Yeah. Those look like them. Yeah. Yeah, the ones in the comic book itself don't that much. I don't think I ever read a comic book based on something I've already seen live people in, so I don't know. Even Riverdale yeah. is based on the Archie comic strip. And I can actually see that because, you know, those were some of my favorite ones. I had the little collection there going, but I can see it. And I guess going the opposite way, I can't see it. Like Superman. Superman comics, you can see it. Doctor Strange, you can see it. So I don't know if it's maybe it's the opposite because, like you said, the other part of the illustrations look like them. So how come the rest of the book is not like that? I don't know. I think it was two different illustrators for the cover and for the, you know, the chapter breaks. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah, it could be. But, I mean, they did get a lot of points of the characters that's one thing that I did like, you know, and even Carter, you know, what's he usually say? That's not good. That, that's not good or that can't be good. Like our Yeah, podcast. that can't be good. It was yeah. one of them I was cracking up. But then after one of the illustrations, it looked like Allison was getting in the car and there was a guy and a kid. And I'm going, who's that man? There was one part that she was taking Kevin to therapy. So there's a picture of her in the car driving Kevin. You could see Kevin in the corner of the picture. And then I guess she dropped him off at whatever therapy he was at. So that was supposed to be Kevin and his therapist, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But as the story goes, like Doug Gramley and I did a podcast about the webisodes, the Eureka webisodes. Mm-hmm. And I think this comic is more Eureka than the webisodes were. Okay. The webisodes, I think, were done very early in the first season. And I don't know if you remember. I always say the pilot is so different from the rest of the series. The pilot wasn't that funny, and it was darker. And I think the webisodes kind of went along with the pilot more than the rest of the series. Oh, okay. But there's things that they did in here, like when Carter is talking about the Fantasy League, and Vincent lets it slip that Carter's a participant, a player. Mm Mm-hmm. And Carter says, what do you mean I'm in this? And Vincent, like, changes the subject quickly because that's what Vincent would do because Carter's not doing well in the league and he doesn't want to have to say that to him. So I could see that. There's a lot of parts in this I could see the actual person reacting that way. Do you know what I mean? they got that down packed, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, having seen the webisodes and not having read probably no comics based on a TV show. So, to me, it was good. I think I liked it, but I didn't care for the... Illustrations, whoever drew it, I didn't care for that. Because I think they could have done a better job at it. But like you said, even um, Taggart. Taggart looks a whole lot better in the comic than he does in real life. (laughs) You know, I can actually see Joe going, I could go, yeah, Joe, yeah, give it a shot. (laughs) In the comic book, yeah, I'm going, Joe, yeah, give it a shot. It don't look like that in real life now. You know, but the the main line between him and Joe are still the same. Yes. And the dynamic of all of them is still the same. So, yeah, does it still play along? Yes. Yeah. 
it's just the illustrations just throw me off. No, I, I agree with the illustrations, definitely, but I thought the story was good, and I thought mm-hmm. they captured everybody pretty well. So, at the, at the beginning, I wasn't sure what season this would be related to, but when we look at the fantasy teams, we have Spencer's E Street Band, and we haven't seen Spencer since the first season. Moby, Devo, Spencer. No, not feeling it. Check out the subwoofer on this bad boy. What, that little thing? Hey, bigger isn't necessarily better. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. The next sound you'll hear is me blowing your minds. And we have Walter's Watchmen, and I imagine Walter is Walter Perkins, and we haven't seen him since the first season. And they also mention that Henry's away in wine country with Kim, who died in episode 12 of the first season, so... It's got to be before that. Oh, maybe. But then there's the part when Taggart shows up, and him and Joe are, like, kind of awkward, saying we're friends, we're just friends, we're just friends. Hey, Jeff. Hey, uh, Tag. Which leads you to believe something's going on already with them. Well, I don't think it happened yet. I just think they got this thing going, but it just have not happened yet. Maybe. When I'm looking at it, I'm going, okay, maybe they were just in their head, or oh, I kind of like him, I kind of like her. Sheriff, see Joe. Out of tag. Tag. Shut up. Tag. Shut up. That's what I'm thinking. Yes, it gave me the impression that something's already happened and they're trying to just shove it under the carpet. Or they've already talked about how they're just friends and that was a mistake or something. That's the way it felt to me. That time when they finally did get together was House Rules. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking it was after that. And then the next episode is the one that Kim dies, I believe. So, anyway, it's pretty clear that this is the first season. Even when Warren comes back, they say he's been gone a year. So, that can't be more than the first season. Right. But did Carter know him? Yeah. From before? Oh, he did, okay. Yeah. He was in the pilot. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he said, Oh, you're still a marshal. He goes, no, I'm the sheriff. Professor Warren King. Oh, the marshal. Yeah, because in the pilot, Carter wasn't working for Eureka. He was still a marshal. He was just there waiting to get his car fixed, and he got involved in the investigation. He wasn't working for Eureka. It was funny that Nathan and Carter, who normally don't get along, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like they bonded based on their hatred of Warren. So you guys should team up more often. Yeah. Yeah, because he's looking for Allison. Right. And that was funny because when we were doing the first episode, the pilot, I remember after watching it a couple times, I wondered if he was supposed to be her love interest. It didn't seem like it, but it also Mm -hmm. seemed like there were things cut out. So I wondered if when they decided to get rid of him, they decided to cut out the parts that made it look like they were a couple. Oh, okay. Maybe. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I always thought it was a little weird when there was one scene when they were in Allison's house during the pilot that they Mm -hmm. seemed like they were a couple... But they never said it. It almost felt like they, we had to go back and cut scenes when they decided not to go on with him and to bring in Nathan. Yeah, because you ever notice with pilots, like they'll take a character out and replace it with somebody else, and they went a whole nother way. Right, and that's what they did with this guy. I yeah. guess they figured this guy wasn't working out. He's in a million things, but I guess for this show, he didn't fit or something. So they probably had to go back and cut scenes so it didn't look like him and Allison were an item. Mm-hmm. But in this comic book, it says they were, which is what I always suspected that was how the way it was supposed to go. 
okay. Before they decided to bring in Nathan. So the hostage situation. Sorry. I'm going to get my daughter. He's always being held by a patient from Global. So I know that Global has an infirmary, but it never occurred to me that they have people that are there for more than a temporary basis. Yeah, I didn't think so either, because they said something about the level that the person was on. Yeah, that never occurred to me, but apparently the hostage taker is a patient at Global whose treatment, whatever treatment they're giving him, may be the cause of his behavior. Joe, of course, always wants to go in shooting, and we find out she's a sniper. When Allison gives her permission to take a shot, she gets distracted. We could see she recognizes Eric. Mm-hmm. She doesn't shoot, making Carter shoot. Which Carter's not happy about. I mean, he's a law enforcement officer, but like he said, shooting's Joe's thing, not mine. She also told him, trust me. Right. And they always had that issue. Then when he wanted to trust you, you failed. Exactly. More than once through this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she doesn't mention that she knows him. She doesn't mention it to anyone. But anyway, the guy Carter shot after a couple minutes gets up and runs away. So Carter knows something else is going on. It's not cut and dry. So he has to blackmail Stark. <laughs> With some information that he's been holding on to for a while about secret deliveries going to his house. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> We're going to pause here quickly. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Doug the Synopsis Guy here. If you are a fan of Eureka, it is very likely you are also a fan of Warehouse 13. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim and Vicky over at the 13th Warehouse for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Warehouse 13. You can listen at the13thwarehouse.com or on Podbean. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse and on Facebook at 13th Warehouse. See you at the Warehouse! And we are back. Carter's superstitions come into play when Allison tells him that Stark is safe where he is because he's in Section 5 working on the new project. Mm-hmm. And Carter tells her that as soon as she says someone's safe and names the place, they're not safe anymore. Right. Just like when he wouldn't take a physical because as soon as he took a physical, he was going to die. So he has these superstitions that come into play. And then we find out, like we said, the mysterious consultant is Warren King. I guess this whole Eric situation started with him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the one who had this project. And of course, Fargo's excited to see Dr. King. But then it gets awkward because you know how he's such a... He's like an annoying little brother. He's such a little kiss-ass. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do because they're both there. Right. Fargo, stay. He was annoying in the pilot, too. I didn't like him at all. I'm glad they changed his character a little bit yeah. as the show went on. So Joe goes after Eric again, and when she captures him, she kisses him. Carter's beyond angry with her, and Taggart's just totally confused. Josephina. Josephina? And a very pretty name it is, too. Don't call me Josephina. Nobody calls me Josephina. She finally confesses to being his ex-girlfriend. I guess up until today, she thought was dead. I don't think she realized that yeah, he... Yeah, she did. He, she thought he was dead. Yeah, she thought he died in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but apparently whatever he got 
infected by didn't let him die and was working on live tissues, which is why Carter keeps calling this the zombie weapon. Right. I swear to God, if this thing turns into a zombie attack, I am quitting. Uh, we find out Warren was creating this bioweapon to reanimate dead tissue. So dead soldiers would be alive again, I guess, just to take orders from the military, which is weird. Right, but what his mission was. And that's the thing, like, he evolved, I guess. He got infected while he was still alive, and we weren't dealing with dead tissue. He evolved, and he was able to override the commands that he was following and start a new mission. But wasn't he going to kill Joe? Well, no. I thought one of the things was he was going to kill Joe. What was he going to kill? They figured out first he was looking for information on Stark. So he didn't kill Zoe. I think he was going to kill Zoe because he was being confronted. He didn't kill Joe, and I'm not sure if he was going to, but he thought she was betraying him. Right. Then we find out that he's looking for information on Stark. When that didn't work, he started a new mission that he wanted to destroy global dynamics. Mm-hmm. And Allison was the one with clearance that could get him to the new project, which we're not going to say because right. in case somebody wants to read what's going on. But every time he saw somebody, he evaluated whether they were a threat or not. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he evaluated Fargo as a threat. I don't know why. Like an annoying little brother. <laughs> So Warren's just so preoccupied with Allison that, you know, in the midst of all this, he's asking her out to dinner. Right. <laughs> well, that wasn't at all awkward. Oh, when we find out that Taggart's favorite movie is Born Free. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Re- re- she brings them. Yeah. Born Free, yeah. Do you remember that movie when we um, were kids? I remember the song. Yeah, about Elsa the Lion. Oh, Okay. It was way back in, like, 66 or something, but I remember it back in the days when we only had three channels that we were forced to watch that when it was on. It was a special or something, or at the movies. I don't know. I remember seeing it. Yeah, the song that never goes away. (laughs) Taggart lets Joe go, even though Carter's really angry with Joe and has her locked up. Joe mentions Born Free and Taggart lets her go. And we notice that Eric keeps taking pills. Apparently the pills are what's keeping the machine part of him at bay so he could continue on his own mission. Okay, I couldn't understand that. I just thought it was something for him just to deal with the situation, I guess. They figured out that these pills were helping him block whatever mission was programmed into him. Oh, okay. So he can continue with his own mission. Okay. And then Joe kind of feels bad about deceiving Carter, and she tells him he she needs a friend right now. She deceived him twice. Right. Well, three times if you count that she never told anybody who Eric was. So do you have any notes? Basically, yeah. Yeah. I looked through, the only thing we may have missed was the wolf dog, but other than that... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Warren came back from Alaska with a wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wolf dog. I call him wolf dog. So, uh, Kim and I have differing opinions. Well, you just really don't like the illustration. I thought it was pretty good. I thought as a comic book taken from a TV show, I thought the characters, although, like Kim said, the illustration really didn't resemble them at all. But I thought the story kind of held with what Eureka was. Yes. Do you think? Oh, definitely, yes. I would recommend it if you can find it. I put links on our website of places I found to purchase it. And I'm going to do a side note of a question. 
if anybody out there feels like I do about Taggart, if he looks better in the comic strip, <laughs> let me know. This one looks better with Joe. <laughs> definitely. I'll vote for that, too. Yeah, definitely. I can see her with this one. <laughs> oh, I just like them together. I know that, and I'm, that's why I'm kind of even surprised you're saying that, even though he looks better in the comic book. Yeah, oh, her daddy looks so much better, and I'm like, I'm looking at it going, "Oh, you go, girl." <laughs> so I don't know when we'll be back, but we will be back with something else. There is another comic, and if anything else comes up pertaining to Eureka, we will be doing an episode about it. So remember to keep that follow button pressed. And if you have a minute, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating if you've been listening for a while. That would truly help. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Just lay off of Warren, okay? Warren, huh? Sounds like someone has a crush on the teacher. We're not done yet. Join us next time. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good at facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This is Doug. I'm not screaming. (laughs) Start all over. Story by... What's so funny? I wasn't even laughing. Oh, I thought I saw your shoulders going. No. Nope.